I was able to really reconnect and start listening to that voice and start understanding where I was truly kind of off course, where I was living out of alignment and get really clear on what are my values. Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelly Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. Before we begin, I want to share an offering from my soul to yours. If you've achieved traditional success only to realize that you're living someone else's dream, then this will start you on a profound journey toward becoming chief soul officer of your own life, just like I did. I'm gifting you a free chapter from my book, Soulbatical, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. It's called Liberating from the Shackles of Should. And if you're ready to, then visit soulbatical.com to download it for free. That's S-O-U-L-B-B-A-T-I-C-A-L.com. Warning, side effects include intense joy and fulfillment. Hello, hello, Rebel Souls fam. We're back and you got me. So we're on one of those palate cleansers where I'm going to share with you what's on my mind and kind of keep pulling the through line, the thread through our conversations. And I think we're, since we're still in the beginning, what came to me is to talk about rebelling for soul, right? I've kind of laid the foundation in the first two solo episodes and then I thought, wait a second, we haven't even really dug into this idea of soul. And what does it mean to rebel for your soul? And what does that even look like? My book talks a lot about it. So some of these concepts that I'm pulling out will be repetitive a little bit if you've read the book. But believe me, I have read and reread and talked about this stuff now for a year and a half and lived it for a lot longer than that. And I find that repeating it is building that kind of those new neural pathways and that muscle memory and those new behaviors and all of it. So I'm hopeful that the same will be true for you, that talking about a few of these things again and again will help them sink in and help you make them work and practice them in your daily life. So what the hell does it mean to rebel for soul? And when I say soul, I'm talking about your soul, your relationship. And, you know, so maybe I need to just back up and say, what is soul? The way I think about it, I mean, oh, some of my favorite books are like Gary Zukoff's The Seed of the Soul and Michael Singer's The Untethered Soul. There are so many beautiful books about this. The way I think about our soul is it is our essence It's our deepest truth and values and ideals and commitments. Glennon Doyle calls it the knowing with a capital K. I kind of call that our soul. It's really getting back in touch with that little voice inside. You know, the one that I know in my life, in my personal experience, I spent 
so much time trying to numb and tamp down and just kind of put a muzzle on because a lot of what I was hearing when I did listen were inconvenient truths. I was like, well, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. That's going to take me off of this path that I've worked so long and hard to, you know, this mountain that I've worked so long and hard to summit. And yet, maybe this wasn't the mountain that I was intended to summit. And this is what my soul was trying to tell me all along. And you guys know my story. That happened to be the case. Although I think there was a reason that I summited that first mountain so that I could actually see the higher mountain peak behind it and know that that was ultimately where I was headed. And this is a never-ending journey. So I'm sure I'm going to see another mountain peak and another mountain peak, right? So... What I want to do is ground us in this idea of the responsibility we have to be true to ourselves, which means listening to the wisdom of our souls and the truth of our souls. And I call that being chief soul officer of your life. Many of you have heard me use this title. It's for the backstory for anybody who hasn't. I'll give you the quick abridged version. It is when I, when it became clear to me that it was time to leave Harley Davidson and I was having this crazy nightmare that woke me up to the truth of my soul and the fact that I was living completely out of alignment with it and that I had a bigger purpose and a bigger calling. I just didn't yet know what that was. I made the decision to leave my 26-year corporate career. I didn't know in that moment if I was going to return to corporate life, if this journey was going to take me in an entirely new direction. And suffice it to say, when I made this announcement, everyone thought I had lost my freaking mind. Lost it. My parents, my sister, my professional network, everybody at Harley, my friends, you know, there was maybe a little bit of tinge of envy, you know, sort of running like an undercurrent beneath the surface. But most people were like, wait, who does this? You have this incredible job, this sexy job. You don't leave when you've climbed to the top of the mountain. And yet you do when you realize that you're living someone else's dream and you're completely out of touch with your own truth and your own dream or dreams. And I didn't know how to articulate that to everyone. I knew that there was real gravity and real urgency and real importance to what I was doing. I just didn't know how to explain it. It wasn't just going off to, I'm taking some time off, quote unquote, or taking a traditional sabbatical, or just, you know, going to lay on a beach and find an exotic lover. Like that was not my plan. Wouldn't argue with the exotic lover part, but that's a whole different podcast. So I won't go there. However, I, I woke up one morning when I was like going through this process of how do I give somebody, people a handle? And I'm a creative person. I'm a marketer. I like language. I like to create language, as most of you know. And I woke up one morning and it was so clear to me. I was going to christen myself chief soul officer and go on this journey called my soulbatical. And chief soul officer was really important and I believe it's still important for different reasons. It was important to me at that time because I knew if I gave myself a new title 
being really, really title sensitive as I was in those days because my my identity was was absolutely shackled to this idea that I was, you know, a C-suite executive and, you know, with a, you know, sexy brand and all of that stuff. So I thought, well, okay, I'll give myself a C-suite title and then I'll take it seriously. Then I'll have a responsibility to nourish and nurture my soul. And then I crammed together the words soul and sabbatical, soul and sabbatical, and sabbatical became what it is today, this way of being, this way of living that's more authentic and courageous and purposeful. But the point in this particular conversation is around this title, Chief Soul Officer. And I want to invite every one of you who are listening to and or watching this to bestow that title upon yourself. If you haven't already, and just, and just feel into it. Does it make you feel different? What, what's coming up for you? What suddenly matters more? What suddenly matters less? And the most important starting point of being chief soul officer of your life is to find or reconnect with your soul signal. That's that little voice that we try to kind of shush and keep quiet. Well, you know what happens? I know this has happened to everybody out there and it's happened to me multiple times. That little voice whispers and then it shouts and then it like conspires with the universe to take a two by four and just whack you in the solar plexus or in the head or in whatever. So it's our responsibility to listen. So get in touch with. So the first thing I recommend is slow down and sit still and start listening deeply so you can understand what, what is it saying? What is my truth? What am I pretending not to know? What really lights my soul on fire? All of these questions are really powerful and it's not gonna come all at once. It takes some time. We have to rebuild that connection, rebuild that relationship, just like with any relationships in our lives. I know it took me a while and even took me a while to get comfortable with this idea of sitting still in silence and being like, okay, okay, like when's this going to come to me? I'm super impatient. Like I said in the book, <laughs> when I first started doing this kind of, you know, sitting quietly, it's not necessarily meditation. It's almost like a silent meditation, right? It's just turning inwards. It's tuning out all of the noise. And we all know right now more than ever, there's so much noise in the world. Tune out the noise and tune in. This is finding our stability and our GPS system from the inside out. That's getting connected, right? And oh yeah, what I was going to say is I was, I, when I first started doing this, like it was hard and I get it, you guys, it is hard. It's still sometimes hard for me. Some days it's just really hard for me to sit down and tune it all out and, and tune in and that's okay. It's daily practice. But I know when I started, I would like rank order, rank order the games of Game of Thrones cast, you know, from sexiest to least sexiest. And I'd find like all these things, like my creative brain would start spinning. But slowly, slowly but surely, I was able to really reconnect and start listening to that voice and start understanding where I was truly kind of off course, where I was living out of alignment and get really clear on what are my values. 
So I started doing that work. So that's the starting point. So bestow yourself with a title, feel into it, ask yourself those questions, and then start creating time, 10 or 15 minutes a day to get into that place of stillness and listen. Because that's where we start to reconnect with our truth. We have to slow down. We have to connect and listen deeply. We have to nurture and nourish our soul based on what we hear. And that's where the courage comes in, right? Because it's not always the, e- the right thing. It's not always the easy thing. The true thing isn't always the easy thing. So really tune in and, and then we start to honor our truth. I'm, I'm a big fan. You guys have probably heard me say this, but you know, my favorite, if I could develop a bumper sticker or a billboard or my love note for the world, I'd say it's authenticity is the truest form of rebellion. Boom, period. And that's, this is the process to get to that place of really tuning in and understanding like, okay, what is my authenticity? If you're anything like me, I was so far off course. Like I was living my dad's dream and I was doing all of the things that were tied to external validation. I had ticked all of those boxes of traditional success as you've heard me say. And now it's about like, wait a second, who is Shelly? What if Shelly Paxton is the most iconic brand I could ever represent? What if you are the most iconic brand you could ever represent. We do a lot of borrowing of brands and we do a lot of finding our worth externally. And this is a way to start to turn in. And this is what will help us weather storms, you know, getting, finding our strength and our truth from the inside out. The other thing I would tell you as part of being a chief soul officer, and I have a long list of these, so this may be a two or three parter. I'm going to give you a few little nuggets today to start playing around with. The next thing is really give yourself permission. This is hard work, you guys, and this takes some time. So one of the things I love to do, and I'm just looking to see if I've actually got some of these. Anyway, I, I usually have orange post-it notes. And every morning, I fill out one or more orange post-it notes answering this question. What do I need to give myself permission to do, to feel, or to not do in order to show up as my most authentic and courageous and powerful self today? To be big, right? To, to, you know, just to, to pull the thread through from our last solo conversation, to live in that bigness and that expansiveness and that fullness in order to have the impact that I want to have in the world. What does that look like for you? What do you need to give yourself permission to do, to feel, or not to do in order to show up in that power and coming from that place? And I love it because especially as women, This certainly isn't exclusive to women, and I know there are both men and women who are listening to this podcast, but especially as women, we often don't give ourselves that permission. Sometimes it's like, you know what? I just have to let go of, you know, four of the plates that I have spinning, you know, four of the six or 10 plates that I have spinning, maybe even more than that. I'm just going to let them go. And if they crash to the floor, that's okay. Some days it's like, you know what? I'm going to let myself feel. I'm going to let myself feel. Like how often do we get in our heads and out of our bodies and we don't even let ourselves, it's like, oh God, 
I feel really, really tired. Okay, what's my body asking me for? What does my body need in this moment? Our body is our truth teller. So ask yourself those questions and give yourself permission for what you need. And sometimes it's to do, like sometimes it's just to do might be just to say no. Say no to something that you're doing out of obligation or guilt or because you think you should. Let's make a pact. We're going to stop shooting all over ourselves. We are going to release those shackles of should from our lives one by one. This is baby steps. We don't have to do it all now, but we're going to do that. We're going to make that commitment to each other. I still catch myself doing it, you guys. So that's a really, really important step in all of this is giving ourselves permission and really just checking in, right? Listening to that little voice, listening to our bodies, understanding what we need in the moment and allowing ourselves to enjoy what we need and to make those decisions. It's really liberating. So here's the other thing. The other thing I want to talk about is what it truly means to embrace authenticity as the truest form of rebellion. I told you that it's my love note and bumper sticker to the world, but what the hell does that mean? And to me, it means being, living your truth and leaning into your truth as scary as that might be, leaning into your truth in a way that embraces courage over comfort. And the question that I love to ask is, what would change in your life right now if you were being 100% true to you? It's a question that gets me every time because as we evolve, we have to continue asking that question. My answer to that question in this moment is I would be writing a lot more than I'm writing today. And I keep knowing it and pretending not to know it. I'm now focused on getting this podcast out into the world. And so that's another way of expressing myself and my truth and really, really leaning into my purpose and that ripples of impact that I want to have in the world. And I also know that for some reason, I'm not allowing myself to, to write or I'm, I'm ignoring it for some reason. And I need to dig into that. So that would be, for me, my authenticity is I'd be, spe- I'd be writing more of my truth every week. So hold me accountable to that, you guys. This is something that, oh, this is going to be trouble, this podcast, because I'm going to keep sharing all this big stuff, and I'm going to ask you to help hold me accountable for this, and I know that you will because you're a fucking awesome community, and we're going to do that for each other, and so I thank you. I'm super grateful for you, and I'm laughing because I'm like, be careful what you wish for. So same for you. Think about what does that mean? What does it look like for you to be living 100% true to yourself? What needs to change in your life? And we don't have to upend it all at once. What does a baby step look like? We take every badass accomplishment is a series of baby steps. So what does it look like one after the other after the other? We can go slow. But making these steps is huge, and it will also make the ripples that much bigger 
and it will have that much more significant an impact in the world, both in your life and then in the world. There's a reason I feel like this is this is appropriate for some reason. So for those of you who are not watching the video, I'm holding up my absolute favorite mug. Some of you might have seen it. It says, I am a ray of fucking sunshine. It's my bright orange mug, which is my favorite color, and it is my absolute favorite saying. And I am sharing that because that's a part of me living into my truth and being authentic is me showing up as a ray of fucking sunshine. That's how I want to show up, not just on this podcast, but everywhere in the world. That's my bigness. That's my brightness. That's all the stuff that we've been talking about. And so I want that for you as well. So be a ray of fucking sunshine. And the way to do that is to honor your truth. First, get in touch with it and then have the courage to live it and to make the changes that are necessary in your life to do so one baby step at a time. And the last thing I want to talk about as it relates to being chief soul officer of your life, this isn't the official last thing, but will be for this solo episode. And we will do a to be continued, kind of like a season finale cliffhanger, although it's not, is believe that self first isn't selfish. That's my other bumper sticker. That's the other billboard that I want to be on every street corner in the world to remind all of us that if we aren't taking care of ourselves, how on earth can we take care of our families and our work and our mission in the world? How can we have the kind of impact that we want to have at the most micro level and the most macro level if we're not fueling ourselves? So it's really important that we resource ourselves. We take the time to refuel and re-energize And rest is a component of that. I'm not literally talking. I mean, in some cases, yeah, it might be a spa day. In some cases, it's like, oh my God, I just want to sit down and read a book. Or maybe it's like, I need a nap. My body is screaming to me that it's exhausted. I just need to give myself that downtime or permission to say, you know what? This weekend, I'm not going to make any plans. I'm just going to listen to my body and my soul and see what I feel like doing in the moment. And I'm going to be incredibly present in that moment and savor it. These are things that fuel us. We cannot be of service to other people in this world, whether they're our family members, whether they're our teammates, whether they are souls in the world looking for liberation. We can't be in service if we're exhausted. So this is a key piece of this, and I I love, God, one of the greatest pieces of advice I've gotten recently is from my friend, Matt. Matt was doing a brilliant talk, and he talked about a lot of his former training as an athlete and how some of his experiences doing Ironmans and triathlons and all of these things. And he was talking about his lessons, and one of the ones that was so profound and stuck with me, still sticks with me every single day, is a rest day is a training day. I'm going to say that again. A rest day is a training day. And I think we lose sight of that. We lose sight of like, oh, wait, this is how, pro- this is how athletes become elite 
and how they break records and win, you know, Wimbledon Cups and World Cups and, and titles and all of these things because they are taking care of themselves. The time they give themselves to rest in their muscles to recover is as important in their training as, you know, cycling 100 kilometers. And we have to remember the same in our lives and give ourselves permission to have that downtime, literally build it into our schedules. We forget that. We forget as we are, you know, as life is happening, oftentimes it's like, oh, it feels like it's happening to me. But as a chief soul officer, it's like, no, life is happening for me and I am creating what I want to create. I know that I have that power. I know my truth, so I know what I want to create. And you start to create, to build those building blocks. The foundational pieces are, okay, when I'm looking at my calendar, if I'm starting from a blank slate, what are the building blocks I need in there? What does my rest and recovery time look like? What are the times off I need in a week, in a month, in a quarter, in a year? Set that up first. And especially in this day and age where we're spending a lot of time on Zoom, make sure you build in recovery time. I call it rally and recovery. So you might have an hour and a half or two hours of Zoom calls. Then build in a space to get your body moving, to take deep breaths, maybe to take a power nap, to walk outside in nature, ground your feet in the dirt, whatever you need to do. This is part of resourcing ourselves. And letting ideas and thoughts integrate, that's where the creativity and innovation comes from as well. We can't get to that place if we're exhausted and we've got nothing left in the tank. So remember that, self first. You know, everybody says the, the old adage of putting on your oxygen mask first, and that's true. I didn't want to use that because it's so cliche, but I really want to remind us that that's a critical part of being a chief soul officer. So you've got to understand, you've got to be in connection with that little voice inside, in connection with your soul, understanding your truth, and then starting to give yourself permission to lean into that truth and also embracing authenticity is the truest form of rebellion, meaning what does it mean to look like to manifest that truth and create that truth in my life? And then self first isn't selfish. What does it mean for me to resource and rejuvenate and refuel so I can live into my truth and have the impact I want to have in the world? And all of these things are things that fall out of accepting chief soul officer as your title. And I want you all to try it on for size. This is not a title that I want to own exclusively. This is not something I want to put a trademark on because the thing that would make me happiest is to hear people living sabbatical and owning the title. It can go on top of any other title, but just know, like, this is you knowing your truth. This is you saying, I know that time off is a prerequisite for hard work and creativity and innovation and making a freaking impact in the world. It's all of those things. So I'm excited for all of you. If you haven't, you might have even heard me talk about this concept before. You might have read about it in the book, but not yet really sat with it. So as you're getting still and getting quiet, try it on for size and ask yourself those questions and see what comes up for you. And then start to allow yourself to go through this process of understanding 
how you live into it. And just like bigness, just like the manifesto, right? All of this, all of this is really helping us to have the impact we want to have in the world. And it's powerful. So rebelling for soul is really at the foundation of it all. I hope there's been some new nuggets for some of you. And for some of you, this may be completely new and start to play with it. Just dive in little bit by little bit. But the most important part is just knowing that truth and honestly, understanding and accepting that our soul is limitless, it's expansive, and it is the absolute greatest source of our best self and our highest potential if we really tune to choose to tune into it and to nurture it and listen to it deeply and then lean into that truth. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. I love you all as my fellow chief soul officers and rebel souls. And let me know how that feels and the difference that it starts to make in the choices that you make in your life and what you're creating going forward. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Hey, Rebel. Thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at soulbatical.com and follow me at soulbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass, and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?